The views and opinions expressed in the Hide and Seek podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views, positions, or opinions of the host or contributors. Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Most of you know me from the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. Do you enjoy the Hide and Seek podcast? Would you like to show your support? Head over to Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and follow us so you never miss an episode. You can interact with us as well as share your thoughts, ideas, and theories on this season's episodes by joining the Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. The following podcast may contain strong language and is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Sweet dreams are made of this. 24-hour news days, Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter. I can tell you where she most likely is. I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything to until today. The stories they tell are pretty fucked. They're pretty freaking gruesome. I kept all the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany. I have all of them. I have everything. I told him, I said, I'll kill all the motherfuckers. And I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. I'll just say Brittany's name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says. Because this little town around here would be hard to hide something like that. Because eventually everything comes out. To me, some days I don't believe anything happened to her. I think she just left. This is Hide and Seek, Season 3. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey guys, in today's episode, Sarah and I are going to take you guys with us as we dive deep into Brittany's Facebook account, the same Facebook account Brittany was using at the time she disappeared. I got my hands on a copy of Brittany's Facebook file from Ashley. Before we get started, I'd like to add, this isn't our area of expertise, and with that being said... As Sarah and I dive into Brittany's comments, friends list, login history, and more. As you listen, it's very possible you guys hear something we missed. I encourage you as you listen to contribute any knowledge you may have that can help with Brittany's investigation. Thanks for listening as the search for Brittany continues. Okay, we're good? We're good. We're going to dive into Brittany's Facebook today. Obviously, I sent this to you. I've taken a look at it, but you have a very like deep knowledge on how Facebook works and how the statuses, what they mean and everything. So I've really relied on you to kind of explain that stuff to me. So I'm also going to rely on you if we go when we go through this, like point this out, help me understand, help me explain it to me because I'm not going to always understand it. Okay. Make sure I don't screw this up and explain <laughs> the wrong information. Right. Okay, so first, I kind of just to make sure we understand what what we're dis- what we're discussing, where we got it, mm-hmm. how we got it, what it is is very important before we dive into this. And I got this 
file from Ashley. And this is a file she downloaded from Brittany's Facebook account. Right. She forwarded this file to me and the, the day that she downloaded this file from Brittany's account, she's told us before that it was on July 9th, 2019 at 4.54 p.m. She's told me that this was her down, downloading Brittany's Facebook information from the account that she was actively using at the time. There are other Facebook accounts, but this is the only one I have, um, the only social media account that she sent me. Okay, so let's start with her profile. Take me through that. Okay, so we'll start with profile information, which is kind of like a compilation of the information she signed up for Facebook with. We see her name and the registration date for this profile was Sunday, October 7th, 2018. So this is a month and a half, two months before she disappears. She provides two email addresses and two phone numbers. Okay. So we have we have October 7th, she opens this up. In this point in time in her life, what would be the purpose of her op- opening up the second account? Is this because her and Cage are going, they, are they already at this point, they're going in their opposite directions, right? Like the... Yeah. I mean, I would also, I would also argue that she's, she's attempting to start living her life a different way. She's attempting to be, um, you know, clean. She's getting a job. She's doing these different things. So this might be a way for her to make a break from some of those other people in her life that she no longer wants to have contact with that might not be healthy relationships for her. It's also possible she forgot her password to another account because we've seen that a lot. I had heard that Brittany had started this account because Cage had had, like, had control of the other one. And right. basically, I don't know if it was like an account that they shared because I know she had other accounts as well that she used. But if that was the one that they were using together and that was the, the account that they were actively, you know, communicating on, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um him taking that one she would have if she wanted to start over like you said or if she's walking away from that relationship then that can also be another reason why she's created this account certainly everything going forward from here on october 7th and july 9th 2019 everything that happened between that time should be in here which is critical because that's this is one of her ways of communicating with people right what other takeaways do we have from the profile information well, she provides two names, Brittany Persing and Brittany Shang. And yeah. we know that Persing is her previous husband. Under previous names, we have Brittany Wallace, Brittany N. Wallace, but we also have Daniel Britt Keltner. When she opens the account on October 7th, what's the name? On October 7th, we don't know what the name was. Because what we see under previous names is Daniel Britt Keltner on Monday, October 15th. And then on Monday, November 26th, she changes it to Brittany Ann Wallace. What would be the reason? Like, why why does she change her name to Daniel Britt Keltner? Because isn't that what the, that's what the account that they shared. That's, that was the name, right? 
I, I have never seen an account for Brittany and Daniel that they shared together. And when I say Daniel, we're talking about Cage. I have never seen an account that they shared that was titled Daniel and Britt Keltner. I've never seen that. What I have seen is a Brittany Keltner account. And it's possible that that was the account she and Daniel shared, but she changed the name there just to read Brittany Keltner. Because there are posts on that account that are her and Daniel together, you know, posts of pictures of them together. Well, so on October 7th, she creates the account. October 15th, she changes it. She changes it to Daniel Britt Keltner. Mm-hmm. And then on November 26th, we see that she changes it to Brittany N. Wallace. I, I, I suppose that it is possible that there was a moment in time when she thought maybe they'd get back together or they had some communication or mm-hmm. or maybe she wanted to get back together and maybe this was an attempt at at you know persuading him or whatever but it lasts you know over a month a month and yeah. 11 days Okay, so that's those are the only previous names that we see. Right. You mentioned the other names were Brittany Persing and Brittany Shank. Brittany Persing was her first husband. Obviously, Shank's her second. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and the phone numbers that that were associated to the account. Can we confirm that those are actually Brittany's phone numbers? I think the the first one that's listed. I think we have seen that in notes. I do not recognize the second number. That doesn't mean okay. it's not hers. That just means right. I don't recognize it. And I, obviously when we look at the profile, you can click on a link that has her actual profile. So could that have been her name? BB God's Plan 23? Because that's the link in the profile. It says, like everybody, it's facebook.com forward slash your profile. So you can pick what your name will show up as in your HTML in in the um, address bar. What it will show up as. It's possible that she formed the profile with BB God's Plan 23, but it's also possible she just chose that. To show as her browser or HTML. Right. Okay. Let's continue. Okay, so we see her hometown, her current city. Her relationship status in a relationship since November 22nd, 2018. Right, yeah. That's lines up right when they announce it publicly on the 23rd. Correct. The 22nd is, is Thanksgiving. And then she's with Greg. They have their dinner. And it's the next day she posts it. And that's when it's been discussed or said, and even I've even seen it, where Sheldon's family's got their feelings about it right and Sheldon also says it's that weekend that I we almost break up because we were going to our Friendsgiving event on that weekend on Saturday correct he takes Brittany to Ashley's because Brittany's got that debt to pay yes but then they also then go to Walmart and there's this moment where they go to grandma's because they're gonna you know split and then Sheldon decides now I'll just we'll work things out yep okay 
So after relationship status, we see previous relationships. And there's only one name listed here, and that's Sheldon's. So I would argue that what happened here is that she had listed him as her relationship status at a previous time on this profile and then disconnected from him in a relationship status and then lists him again on November 22nd. So he would show as both the current and the previous relationship. I mean, certainly Sheldon could have disconnected it. If you're saying, you know, if we're saying that they had, um, you know, a argument or whatever, and they're thinking about calling the relationship off, they're thinking about calling it quits. Certainly Sheldon could have disconnected the relationship, the, the Facebook okay. status. And, and then, you know, they decide to work things out and they reconnect their relationship status on Facebook. And then he shows as both her previous and current. And then we have a, a short about you bio. This is what she, she wrote and it's pretty short. It just says 23 years old and life you will always live and you will learn. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how people view you or what they think of you, as long as you're happy with it, then run with it. And she has a quote there and it just says, but whatever came, she had resolved never again to belong to another than herself. That's cool. Under her profile update history, she updates her, her cover photo, which is kind of like the banner on her, on her page. And yeah. this says she is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. So we see her, we see her updating her, her profile picture. And she uses the, the picture, which is pretty popular of her. It's the Be the Hope picture. Um, she updates her cover photo a couple times. We see then on the 16th, she's making some more changes to her profile, listing family members now. She's doing, you know, listing some professional skills. She's This is basically a compilation of what we what we saw on her profile information page. Family members, listing skills, that kind of stuff. Okay. Anything stick out to you when looking at this? On October 23rd, she changes her cover photo and it says, my recovery comes first so everything important in my life doesn't have to come last. I thought that was um, kind of telling in what direction she was trying to head groups go for it so under the groups heading we have two tabs we have your group membership activity which we'll visit first and we have your posts and comments in groups so we'll visit your group membership activity and we see here different groups that that she either became a member of or left stopped being a member so we see on October 15th, 2018, she stopped being a member of a group called Female Problems. She stops being a member of the new Sturgis, Michigan online garage sale group on November 17th. The next two will complete the category. However, both of these 
are after she disappears. The first one being January 3rd, 2019, she becomes a member of online garage sales Sturgis, Michigan. The second is April 14th, 2019. She becomes a member of Sturgis, Michigan online garage sale. So certainly both of these appear to be after she disappears. My take on this is that these are two groups that she requested to join before she disappeared and her membership was accepted on the dates that we see. Because on those dates, she actually becomes a member, not just requests to become a member. Are we able to see when she requested to be a member? No. Hmm. Hmm. But I can I can tell you from the other side, being an admin, in every group that I run, the the date that we see for when members become a member of the group, we mm-hmm. see the date that we actually approve their membership. Groups that do not have a lot of activity and don't have a lot of members go many months sometimes without membership being approved because there's nothing happening. And, you know, just by the nature of us being humans, we forget about it. We don't have interest. We, you know, carry on. So I think that's possible too. Yeah, I was excited about this when I saw this pull up. Let's look at the location tab. Okay, so the the location tab has has no data to share. Okay, so first reason would be she doesn't share her location with Facebook? She's chosen to turn off her location services. Okay. Next one is other activity. Under other activity, this includes something that's not used very much anymore on Facebook. To be honest, I don't even know if it exists on Facebook anymore. Um, and these are pokes. So oh. this is, you know, somebody just sending you a little alert. Hey, uh, I'm over here on Facebook. Poke. A poke beginning in October, on October 26th, Brittany pokes Paige. Then on November 26th, she pokes somebody named Jacob. And again... You know, in the same minute, she pokes him again. And then on December 5th, 2018, which is five days after she's missing, Paige pokes Brittany twice in a row. Yeah, I don't even know what pokes were ever intended for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I, I, I never understood them in the first place. I thought they were kind of weird. Like you said, I don't even know why they're around. Um, but... When you look at her poking somebody, like, I don't know if that's something that people do, but uh, who's who, who's this Jacob guy? His name's Jacob. And it's interesting that she does that to him on November 26th at 9 a.m. You know, Twice. just be a friend. Uh, again, I don't know if pokes were intended to be like a flirtatious act or something. Like, I don't, I never, like I said, I never understood it. Uh, let's go with apps and websites. So under the apps and websites heading, we have apps and websites. And there's only one thing listed here, which I find very interesting, actually. And 
that's the Text Now app on July 8, 2019 at 3.48 p.m. That's that's really interesting because her text now account I've never gotten. Yeah, I haven't either. I would like to know what her text now account said. Yeah. But so what does this mean? So on July eighth, twenty nineteen, three forty eight p.m., this goes off on her account. What did, what just happened? So so you can join most apps with an email, a phone number. Or you can join through your Google account or your Facebook account. And this incident of text now happens to be somebody joining text now to use a texting service with her Facebook account. So they've signed up with her Facebook account using, you know, her Facebook information. So what text now is because a lot of people may not know what text now is it's an alternative to giving out your phone number it provides you with a way to text people you know anonymously if that's what you choose and it also doesn't require it doesn't require a, a plan it's a text no, right no, like right. it doesn't require a plan so let's say someone's down they don't have the money but you know put money on you know on their phone they can use this as long as they got wi-fi so in, it says right there, apps you've used Facebook to log into. Correct. Which is interesting. And like you said, someone chose to go into her account before this was printed on July 9th. Mm-hmm. And so that's interesting. And, and just as a reminder for people listening, the download of this account was generated one day, almost 24 hours, exactly, almost 24 hours later. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. My wheels are spinning. Yeah. Photos and video post. Okay, so under the photos and videos, we just have photos that she's uploaded, whether that's uploading photos to her timeline or um, changing her profile picture changing her um, cover photo. Quite a few of her and the kids. Yep, several. Anything stick out to you? On November 29th, she uploads a photo of a quote that I, I kind of thought was, you know, maybe a bit telling about where she was how she was feeling uh the quote says walk away from arguments that lead you to anger walk away from people who deliberately put you down walk away from pleasing people who will never see your worth walk away from any thought that undermines your peace of mind walk away from judgmental people who do not know your struggle or what you've been through walk away from your mistakes and your fears they don't determine your fate the more you walk away from things that poison your soul, the healthier your life will be. And it's attributed to addiction recovery. And if you notice, all the T's in this are crosses. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So this is on November 29th. 
at, yeah, 10.34 p.m. Like, like, yeah, wow. I mean, it could be nothing, but... She posted it for a reason. Yeah, yeah. As a parent, all I want is effort, buddy. You know? We're going to lose, we're going to fail, we're going to stumble. And uh, all I want is effort. You know, and obviously you could tell in the pictures that you see here, she's with her kid. I mean, everything's basically, it's if it's not quotes, it's of her kids and some selfies of her. If, if it's her, not her and Greg, it's, again, the kids. She obviously was attempting to continue to try to develop a relationship with, with her kids. Definitely. And I think the listeners will continue to see that and hear, you know, hear that with some of the stuff that we'll talk about later. All right. So next we will go through is her likes and reactions. Okay. So under the likes and reactions heading, we have posts and comments, and then we have pages. We'll start with posts and comments. This is an extremely long thread of different posts, different comments that she has reacted to. And there's a lot. There's a lot of okay. them. Does this show anybody reacting to hers? No, this is all her Only reacting to other. Okay, so the next step would then be is going to look at that post of that individual's page and hopefully we have access to it and hopefully it's still there to really determine if this like or reaction has any double meaning. Right. Okay. So let's start with this. Instead of going through every love, like, laughing emoji and everything, let's focus on the names that we know. And let's focus on, and let's tally them up that way. Okay. And then, you know, if there's other things that we find a trend in or something else that we find heart giving heart responses to this unknown male, let's find out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. How many, um, let's start with Ashley. How many times is Ashley given a reaction or response from Brittany. So beginning on October 8th, which is the day after Brittany creates her profile, she likes a photo of Ashley's. I have seen on her, on Brittany's other account that I spoke about earlier, under the Brittany Keltner account, we see her post photos of her and, and Cage together until late September. So this is just, you know, shortly after on October 8th when she likes a photo that Ashley has has posted. So that's the first one, October 8th. It's just a thumbs up. It's just a, a light on whatever it was that Ashley posted, some, some kind of photo. Okay, so a significant amount of time passes. We're talking October 7th to November 19th when she likes a, a comment that Ashley has made. And that's the end of the reactions with Ashley. But she does give it a thumbs up on November 19th at 12.55 a.m., which, okay. We see her reacting quite often to Sheldon's oh, posts. Okay. Sheldon to his posts, his photos, to his comments, 30 times. Sounds like they're dating. 
So we see her so first free. reaction to yep. Sheldon on October 12, 2018 at 11.11 a.m. She gives him heart emoji. And then... And the next one is also Sheldon laughing at a, a post. Um, and then just two days later, she's reacting to his post again. There's quite a lot of activity between her, well, at least coming from her to Sheldon. What about Cage? I don't see anything here with okay. her reacting to anything that he has posted. And, you know, that might be because he's not active. That might be because she doesn't care what he's posting. Well, yeah. I mean, they broke up. They're broken right? up. Yeah. Okay. Eric Shane. So there's a lot of reactions to his posts, to his comments. Certainly not as many as Sheldon, but there's reactions to his posts, to his comments. A couple hearts, some likes, thumbs up. What time frame is this in, though? When does it start? Her reactions to him start in October on the 17th. And then they continue to, I think it was November 20th? Yep. That's that's not very many in that length of time as compared to what we see with Sheldon. But it stops after the 20th. That's the last reaction she has to anything that he posts. Again, that could be him not posting um, in activity, and, or it could just be her choosing not to react to anything he posts. Or, you know, maybe they they discontinue their friendship. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see. Okay. More towards the last, you know, last things that she did as far as reactions go. Let's talk about that for a second. Sorry, on November 30th. Let's look at her reactions on November 30th. So on November 30th, we have um, a reaction to Sheldon. What time? 5.05 a.m. So... Okay, so her first reaction is to Sheldon on the 30th at 5.05 a.m. Correct. And then there's a reaction to another female post, and it's a crying emoji, but now it's 2.12 p.m. Right. She reacts with a thumbs up to a woman by the name of Mary's comment at 3.17 p.m. She liked Sheldon Ashbrook's comment at 3.17. Is she, has she left yet? Is this why she's liking his comment? Because I know people can like others' comments, like, why they're in the same household. I'm not yeah. oblivious to that. But this is the time we're also thinking that she's leaving. Right. So we we're, we estimated, you know, that she would probably left between 3 and 3.30. Right. It's possible that she's not home when she's liking this comment. Okay. Sure. And, and then she liked Chris McKeever's comment. Mm-hmm. And then she reacted to a guy with a heart emoji at 3.17 p.m. to a guy named William Graves. Mm-hmm. Let me let me correct that. She reacts to his comment mm-hmm. with a heart emoji. Yep. Okay. With the exception of two, these reactions on the 30th are all at, in the same minute. At 3.17 p.m. Right. So she maybe hop on the app for a second, look at some notifications, and then 
Likes, 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 likes. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's go to post. Uh, let's go to the things that she posted. So under the posts heading, we have your posts and other people's posts to your timeline. So we'll start with her post. And this is a pretty long well, I guess to, to help condense this so not everybody has to listen yeah. to every everything. I would say key takeaways on things that stuck out to you. Something I... I think I found interesting here is there's many instances in this very long list of status updates, comments on on her own profile. There's many instances where it appears that whatever she commented or updated her status to, it appears that they've been deleted. How, how would you know that? Well, see, we see her name and we see... Let's start with updated her status. So we see, you know, for example, on October 7th, this is the first mm-hmm. post that she makes. And, you know, she makes the status and then... You know, there's her updating some information in her profile. We see some other instances where she, you know, just puts an emoji. But then there are several instances where there's nothing. It it just says updated October 11th at whatever time. And certainly that could have been her updating something in her profile, I think. But there are many other instances where it says updated and there is actually something there. So the ones that are blank appear to be deleted. I'm suspicious of that because, and I know this is probably hard to understand as we're describing it and people aren't looking at it, but in the the area where there would be text written or, you know, an emoji, um, there's nothing. It just says that it was updated at whatever date and time. In other instances, it appears the same, but there is text written or an emoji entered. Just to be very, very specific about this, it's because we're looking at a tab where it says, hey, you posted something, so there should be something in this tab or in this post. That's what you're saying is, hey, when all these have dates on them, something's supposed to be inside that box. Yeah, something something okay. should be there. Interesting. That That causes some concern for me that whatever was there, whatever she posted was removed. Did she remove it? Maybe. Did somebody else? Maybe. I, I mean, I think it's hard to tell who removed it because we don't see we don't see the activity at that specific time because it's blank. And we and we can't we can't see what you know 
what might have, we have no idea. So when looking through her stuff, nothing, you know, obviously when you see the things that she is posting, whether it's a, an emoji or it's pictures, you know, on October, on October 15th, she posts quite a bit of the kids, like a collage of them, you know, self positive inspirational messages to herself, speaking life into her situation. We also have this, this post on October 18th to grandma. In this photo with grandma and she has this picture, her and grandma in the car. Brittany says, she is my rock, the only one who has ever been 100% solid. I cherish her like she's my own mother, even though she's my grandma. I love you. Thank you for putting up with my bullshit. That's unconditional love. And she ends it with a couple heart emojis and, uh, you know, a kiss emoji. And, you know, sweet. I do notice, though, in the month of November, she is celebrating recovery. There is a point in time in here where she's going days without it and is trying and she's working. She's working. I think, gosh, one week she worked how many hours? Like, yeah, um, 58, I think. Something crazy like that. And there are days where she says, you know, in two days she's worked 26 hours or something. Right. So, you know, she's absolutely making an effort. Right. As you get further into the dates, I'm focusing on what's really happening, right, as we get closer and closer to what, you know, the 30th. As we're in November, there's a point in time on the 18th where she posts something. It's at 6.11 p.m. on November 18th with laughing emoji faces. There's four of them. She says, I'm dead. A little, you know, under an hour later, she updates her status. And then we have that post where you said you feel like there's something there where it says Wallace and Brittany updated November 18th. There's a point at later in the night in the evening on November 18th where she has a middle finger then types out you. So wherever she's saying, fuck you two. Yeah. I wonder what's going on there. When someone goes missing, I'm looking at all this, you know, I'm looking into every single detail. What upset her here? I would argue that it has something to do with that earlier, that earlier post at 8.11 p.m. with the laughing and it says I'm dead. And then, you know, an hour and, you know, 20 minutes later or so, she's giving the middle finger to somebody specific, obviously. Oh, there's another post that doesn't seem to be there at 9.45, at 10.08. And then the next day, we don't see another post yet till 9.49. That's not there. Uh, On the 20th, another one at 4.59. That's not there. On the 20th, she says, who wants to do something? I'm so bored. At 5.19 p.m. At 7.45 p.m., she posts, I finally understand it. Dear Lord, I was with a narcissist for almost the last two years. Mm-hmm. Who's she talking about? I would say they that it's probably not Sheldon because they're off and on, and I don't think that... You're going to... You're, you're probably not going to post this and then go say publicly to everybody on the 23rd. Right. Uh, you know, three days later, gonna, you're going to go announce that you're in a relationship with the person you just called a narcissist. Okay, well, mark that date, the 18th, 19th, and 20th are days that she's obviously come to grips with something. And And we see on the 20th, later on the 20th, she just has a laughing emoji. And I, certainly I don't know, but I get the feeling that this is sarcasm and we got how many other posts later on we have one at 8 53 9 15 10 p.m 
10, 13 p.m. All with no posts, nothing, no content, nothing, just like you said. Yeah. Then at 10.41 p.m., we have On God Made My Night. Like, why don't we have the other stuff? On God Made My Night, I... That's a little sarcasm, too. I feel that's dripping with sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. So we have another post at 2.12 p.m. around November 21st. At 2.12 p.m., we have a post without nothing. We can't see it. Post we can't see. Another post we can't see. I mean, we have... Golly, how many? There is a lot of posts we cannot see. Many, many, many. A few more posts that do not have any content in them. And then we're on the 22nd, Thanksgiving. We have her with Greg at dinner at 7.19 p.m. Several pictures of her and dad. Mm-hmm. Then we have the 23rd, a post at 1.13 a.m., uh, another one at 6.14 p.m. Both blank. Continues at 6.15, continues at 6.16, and then at 8.18 p.m., she tags Sheldon in a post. And she says, you know, you you can enter an emotion when you're um, making a status. And Brittany says she's feeling confident, and she tags Sheldon. And she says, I understand a lot of people aren't going to accept the fact that Sheldon and I have decided to work things out. But he has my heart and will always be my best friend. We've gone through hell and back. We both have made some wrong choices in life, and I haven't always been the best. But we're adults now and accept each other. I only want the best for him, and even though I don't need to prove myself to anyone but him, I will. I'm so very thankful for you, love, and I can't wait to see what this chapter of our life holds for us. And she ends this with a heart emoji. And this is on the 23rd at 8.18 p.m. And so she refers to him here as her best friend. So it's possible that when she says thank you for a nice dinner, best friend, she could be referring to him too. But I think think she probably would have referred to him as something different. On the 24th, she said, maybe it's cold feet. Maybe I'm just hoping it's not too good to be true. And, And she says that she's feeling hopeful in the status. I mean, this is her obviously, and she's happy. And hopefully this is going to pan out. It's going to work with her and Sheldon, is what I'm reading. Okay. Yeah. you got to help me sometimes, Sarah. I don't always know. I don't always see it. Okay, and we have... Now, I've seen some of these some of these posts in here, but we have the one at 1.03 a.m. where we don't see a post from her. And then on the 27th, at 6.29 p.m., she writes... Makes no motherfucking sense. That's what... Okay, well, hold on, because that Ashley says this is the day that she last sees Brittany. Right. I think uh, what what yes. what is curious about that statement to me is she tells us... Ashley tells us that Eric and Brittany had been hang, spending time, a lot of time at her house, you know, working on their relationship and, and whatever um, mm-hmm. for, for a, a good amount of time, uh, uh, you know, the month prior to her disappearance. And so it's curious to me that it would be alarming to Brittany if Eric were there. Because if they're spending a lot of time there and, you know, they're spending time there as a couple, of course she knows that he's there. Why would it be alarming to her, to Brittany, 
if she were to pop over to go to Walmart with Ashley and Eric was there. Doesn't make sense, right? Why all of a sudden do you guys not want each other to know that you are at your drug supplier's house? You know, it's not like Britt was making this private, like between her and Sheldon. She's driving his car. She's announcing it on, you know, Facebook. Mm -hmm. I'm with him. I'm living. She's now living there. Why would it matter to Eric if she's at Ashley's? Right. And why would Britt care if Eric's at Ashley's? Well, you kind of already know how Britt gets if you were to mess around with Cage. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, obviously, Britt, if you're if she considers you her friend, Britt's personality, in my opinion, has already shown when Ashley said, Cage said this, you know, if I see you, it's on. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's like, no, no, no. Like, here's my phone. Yeah. In, in, you know, yeah, she says that Brittany threatened her. Because she was talking to Cage about stuff. Right, she was under the impression that Cage had They shared. were talking shit about. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, on the 27th at 629, where she says makes no motherfucking sense, mm-hmm. we have the next post is at 1237 a.m. Mm-hmm. So this interaction between her and Ashley and Brittany should have already taken place. Mm-hmm. And she's back to Sheldon's, and you see her. There's one, two, three, four, uh, four posts within a, a minute right. that we cannot see at 12.37 a.m. And it continues, one, two, for two more minutes, four additional posts that all, or I'm sorry, three additional posts that by 12.39, I mean, that's a lot of posts What we cannot see. And remember... The last thing she says was, makes no motherfucking sense. Is she realizing something? Come on, like, right? Why can't we see all these posts by her? I think over the past, you know, few days, week-ish, you know, beginning on the 18th, there are several posts that you can kind of read into with sarcasm. There there seems to be a lot of sarcasm. It seems like perhaps she's realizing some some things here. And this the long thread of empty comments or or status updates seems precarious at that time. It would be interesting to see what those comments after, you know, her saying it makes no motherfucking sense. It would be interesting to see what those other comments or updates were. Okay, so we have her on the 28th. We have those posts from 12.37 a.m. to 12.39 where she they're, they're all gone. We can't see them. And then it stops, and then it picks back up on the next day, on the 28th. 5.45 p.m. Updates her status, and then three more posts that we cannot see. 6.04 p.m. So I can say I finally applied this for college This post again. about applying for college, though, is more evidence that she is moving her life or attempting to move her life in a more okay. positive, productive path. A lot, a lot of them are gone. Okay, so let's start with the first one. After she says she's applied for college again, we can say at 7.18 p.m., 
is when it starts. We have 1 and then 11, 12 p.m., mm -hmm. 105 a.m., another one at 105 a.m., 106 a.m. Correct. All posts we can't see. 5.38 a.m., 5.39, 5.39, 5.40, 5 5.40. This is all stuff we cannot see. And then 5.41, yeah. we see OCS, I love and miss you, baby. Rest easy, Owen. Owen, bad Owen. So Owen, Owen's the young kid who she moved down with and was living Correct. with when she he passed away, unfortunately. So, but like, like why can't we see 5.40, 5.40, all Well, the immediately following like, that, that post, right. they are also gone. One, two, three, four, five, six... And then, you know, it's not for until 6.31 a.m. that we see her tag Sheldon. She's with Sheldon. And she says, dear Lord, this man has me up too damn early. She's up because she's taking him to work because she's got a job interview coming up today. Okay. Which she so needs the car she, for. Yes. Yeah. And you see that in her next post at 7.59 p.m. where she says, feeling hopeful... And she says, my fingers are crossed on this job I applied for today. Supposed to hear something by the end of the week tomorrow, of, of tomorrow. So she, this is when she heads to Bronson. She asks yep. the, Thor to watch yeah. Sheldon's daughter. And he watches his daughter. She goes and does the job application, does the interview. Mm -hmm. She's home. It's unfortunate with how much, I mean, you and I both know how much negative things have been said about Brittany. And there seems to have been a very little um, attention that she's received on the things that she was trying to do. People can say what they want, but we can see the proof. We see the evidence of what she's trying to do here. And and we see much more of that to come, you know. Um, it's, it's very obvious to me she was trying hard to make a change okay so she's excited for the job we're on the 29th as we move into later in the <laughs> evening we're at 8 42 p.m she posts feeling she's her feeling is content and she says laugh my fucking ass off this shit cracks me the fuck up laughing emoji lbvs which stands for laughing but very yes Serious? Got I got it right? Okay, I'm good. I'm, You're good. I'm catching up. Okay. Laughing, but very serious. This feels like it's about what she's been talking about. I would That's agree. what I'm kind of getting from this. It's about hour, nearly hour and 30 later, she posts at 10.20 p.m. a picture. The female looks like someone from, I don't know, it's a picture of a, of a girl's face, but it says, as bad as it was, I learned something about myself that I can go through hell and still survive. And she adds to the post, in her own words, I really need all the prayers and, a good po and good positive vibes to come my way, please. The struggle is really fucking real right now. LOL. Thank you in advance. That post at 8.42 and then this post at 10.20, obviously to me still are, are connected. Then we have another one at 10.34 of her and the kids. So there's several pictures of her kids, her with her kids. And there's a picture of that quote that I read earlier about mm -hmm. recovery. And she writes, I miss and love all four of you with every inch of me. I wish I could change some of the choices and decisions I've made, but I can't. 
I just hope one day y'all will forgive me and thank me instead of hating and resenting me. And she ends it with a heart emoji. Looks like, or sounds like, she's having some realizations. This one was, was um, I don't know why it just obviously sticks out to me because of what she says. But this is on November 30th at 12.56 a.m. Um, she writes to Owen Connor, which is, the, the again, the kid that she lived with when she was younger, when he, he passed away. She says, I miss and love you. Your voice is so precious. I could use one of your speeches right now. You're in my heart, mind, and soul forever, and one day I'll see you again. Until then you will still be my one and only guardian angel. This is on November 30th, which is the day we... Yeah. Dang. Um, she tags a woman by the name of Mary at 12.57 a.m. She says, oh my fucking gosh, laughing emoji. And then we have the final post from Brittany. This is at... 1.52 p.m. She writes, dun, dun, dun. She's alive. Laugh my fucking ass off. Morning. And then we have one more update at 3.18 p.m. Right. That we cannot see. And we thought, based upon the, 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 the things that she was doing around, I think it was the likes and reactions, we thought around 3.17 is when she was leaving. Well, we thought we projected between 3 and 3.30, but remember when I was thinking about the likes, I'm like, is this when she's leaving? Another thing and, on Facebook we cannot see. Yeah. I think well, that's I a think big deal, man. This particular one is an especially big deal because it is, it is the last thing that she says after posting the last selfie of herself, which was several hours before. This is 3.18 in the afternoon. It is the last thing she says, and it is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Now, let's roll on to comments. So this is going to be stuff Brittany comments. This right. is These are comments Brittany left on either other people's or commenting you know perhaps back to people who have commented to her okay. things like that so everything we're going to be reading is going to be right. coming from Brittany's own words okay so do you find did you find anything in here that grabs your t- hey whoa well that grabs me right off the bat first one October 11th we have she comments on her own posts, and it's like, I know, right? It's colder than the bitch in her shop. And then we have one by her commenting on Eric Shank's post. But we can't see it. But the next post we see when she comments on her own post. And then the next post, we see her commenting on a woman by the name of Mary. And we see what she says to Mary. Why can't we see what she's saying to Eric? Is um, that like that for a lot of them? It's like that for several. Yeah. I think it's possible, too, that maybe some of what she's commenting on that we cannot see, those statuses have maybe been deleted, and therefore, you know, it it wouldn't show. 
You know, for example, let's say that she comments on a post that Emily made and then, you know, 24 hours later, due to day later, whatever, Emily deletes that status. And that would take her comment with it. So that's, I think that's possible too. 21st, uh, let's, I'm trying to see if there's anything that sticks out. Okay, so she does send, she does say William Graves, thank you at 10.14 p.m. To, uh, on November 29th. The last comment she makes is on Sheldon's post, and she says at 5.05 a.m. could say the same. I'd have to say, uh, Sarah, in probably, I don't know, thousands of comments or, yeah, comments, I don't have one that's missing like that. Interesting. Not one. And I'm still scrolling. So November 30th is the last time she comments. Let's move on to messages. Personal inbox. It's getting good. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So her messages, there's, you know, a lot of messages here. Pretty early on, start with William Graves, who we talked about. Uh, we saw that she was liking or loving one of his comments. And their conversation thread is pretty long. It looks like he is probably somebody that she applied for a job with. Maybe she works for him um, or she's trying to get a job with him someplace that he works right i mean it starts off with her saying i put in a couple of apps i'm hoping to, for the supervisor position y'all have open and i do have references to back it up so to kind of summarize this this relationship and what i'm seeing here is Brittany is looking for to move up in an opportunity to move up in a position right and william is somebody who um is kind of trying to help her and I think there's a level of confidence in William's words that Brittany kind of jumps the gun a little bit by leaving the job that she's currently in without having yeah. the other job secured yet. And then it gets into an uncomfortable position where Brittany's like, yo, like I thought I had this opportunity position and I was told in order for me to start working for this company over here, I, would, I wouldn't be able to start working for them if I was working here. When she leaves the job that she's in, mm -hmm. and then this job is not there, that puts her yeah. that puts her in a tough position. Which is that's essentially why she's taking another job For opportunity sure. and she's trying to get a job. So when William and her, when this job is not really available to her, like she may have believed, William continues to try to just still generate some sort of conversation with her. Brittany kind of has it, goes along with it, but it's that's just that's about the gist of. 
I think she just becomes frustrated, you know. They they can't, and we hear her talk about this in a comment earlier. She can't work for a, a company that, you know, is unorganized and she can't, she doesn't have a schedule. So right. that's, that's difficult for her. Last thing that they really kind of communicate on is mm-hmm. Brittany sends a thumbs up on November 24th and then followed up with, oops, sorry. And then William is like, huh? She says, I didn't mean to send that. He goes, oh, LOL. Brittany responds, my bad. He goes, you are okay. Um, and then we have another one and on January 6th of William waving, or it says William is waving at you at 2.35 a.m. Yeah, waving, I think actually like waving may have taken over poking. Can't keep up. So as we continue to move through the messages, I don't, I don't want to go through every message and read them too read them all off a lot of the messages that you and I have both come across in here is a lot of them are people reaching out to Brit who are concerned specifically around the dates of December 8th to January I mean people are constantly reaching out yeah. you know trying to find out if this is really an issue or this, you know is she really missing or did she run off if, is there a reason for her being gone they're just saying hey reach out to somebody yeah so then the names that we're going to focus on are the names that have you and I feel are relevant to the case and have been introduced into the show. So the first, as we go down this list, I'm going to kind of have you kind of give us the details of those conversations as we move through them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to start with Thor. We can see that he has a conversation with Brittany. So tell us what you see in there. So he has a conversation with Brittany starting on the 29th and it's, you know, back and forth about the morning, getting some food pretty early, 7 a.m. Brittany says uh, around 7.10 in the morning, um, she says that Sheldon left her the car and uh, she's going to get something to eat and she's going to go to Bristol to put in a job application. So this is this this makes sense with everything else that we've seen so far, right? She's got this job opportunity and it's an interview and I got and correct myself because I thought it was for some reason I thought it was uh, Bronson but it's actually Bristol so she's heading to Bristol to put put in a job application we know that she takes Sheldon to work that morning right okay so she's back at the house and Thor is there and she's asking they're, they're talking about food in the morning and she's asking him really if he's going to be around yeah to watch Sheldon's daughter okay what's next so there's just uh, some back and forth between them about whether he's going to watch uh, Sheldon's daughter or not, he asks if she's picking up Sheldon. Um, she says she doesn't know. She's just turned in the app, and she's waiting for an interview at 11.10 in the morning on the 29th. So okay. she's in Bristol at that point waiting to hear about an interview. And their conversation kind of carries on for another minute, and the, the conversation is done, and there's no more conversation between them. The next person I want us to take a look at is Cage. So I only found this interesting because the communication between Cage and Brittany only begins on December 8th. And of course, December 8th, we know that she's already missing. Cage waves at her on December 8th. He tries calling her on December 8th at 818 he tries video chatting her in the same minute. You say 8.18 p.m. Mm-hmm. Jessica, at this point in time, has probably reached out to him and told him, right? 
Yeah, I think Jessica at this point has already reached out to him and asked if he can help find Brittany. Or, you know, if he knows anything. Kind of easy to pivot and going from Cage, who drops the name Chester. Uh, we do have a conversation between Brittany and Chester. Take me down that one. So we have a, a commu communication with Chester from Chester beginning on December 17th. And this is Chester waving at Brittany. And then in the same minute, 3.58 uh, a.m., he adds Brittany to Messenger. And, of course, you know, there's no response. Later that day, December 17th at 4.51 p.m. in the afternoon, Chester is waving at her again. A couple days pass. We're at December 22nd. It's 6.15 in the evening. And Chester says, so you ain't going to talk to me still. I just wanted to see how you're doing. And this caught my attention because he says you ain't going to talk to me still. So that would imply that they had had some kind of previous communication or maybe a falling out, an argument, something, something went awry here because she's not talking to him still. So that was the only thing in their communication, his communication to her, that caught my attention. There's two more waves after this, one on the 23rd of December, one on the 24th at 3.01 a.m., and that that ends his communication with her. Okay. Not much there, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, he's with him saying, so you ain't going to talk to me still? Obviously, when I hear that, I'm thinking he's saying that because... He did, you know, there's something he did, obviously, that upset her. Maybe, I don't know. But he's like, why are you ignoring me still? Yeah. So, obviously, he's still somebody we want to speak with. Okay, the next name we're going to work on is... Uh, let's go with... John Fox. His name has been brought up a couple of times simply because of the recording. And him being around Ashley... Eric, what do we see in that it mocks? And again, he he has a he has a dad named John Fox. He's senior, he's junior. So I, I don't want that to get confused. That this could very well also be dad. Sure. So just so that people understand the relation here, this is uh, John Fox, also known as JJ, um, who whose voice we heard in the recording that Ashley. Uh, made of Glide in episode Mr. Glide. So this message is sent from John to Brittany on January 9th, 2019, 5.26 a.m. And he sends two music videos from YouTube. And that's it. That's their first conversation and his last communication and we see nothing else from him after that okay and the music on this is don't come knocking by upchurch i'll look into it i mean let's see if there's any double meaning but i don't know why he sends this all i know is he's around ashley and eric and i'm wondering uh, you know if there's any reason as to why he's i have no no clue Let's then go on with um, 
we do see messages from Emily and Greg, Brittany's stepmom and Greg, Brittany's father. We see a message from Emily on December 14th at 6.12 p.m. And it's just short. It says, if you get this, would you please let your dad know you're okay? Send some sort of sign. And then four days later on December 18th at 3.52 p.m., Emily tries calling Brittany and the call is missed. And that, that's the end of the communication. And then <clears throat> Greg sends a message on December 8th the same day that she's reported missing by Greg. She's, he sends a message at 6.49 in the evening, and he says, Hey, you, what's up? Of course, no response. And a short while later, at 10.02 p.m., he says, You need to get a hold of me. Let me know you're okay. And that mm -hmm. ends the communication. There's no response. There's, there's nothing. Okay. Emily's attempting after the fact. She's been reported missing. Greg's at that point. She, you're, you know, they're reporting her missing. He's reaching out. Okay. Take me to Sheldon Ashbrook. So the conversation between Sheldon and Brittany begins on November 24th. And there's a lot of what we would expect between two people in a relationship. Well, why does it only start on November 24th? Yeah, November 24th. And if we... If you recall, the, the profile is created on October 7th. So that's right. over a month, a month and a half of time that is unaccounted for in Messenger. Interesting. Definitely. I mean, let alone you guys started dating on the 23rd. I doubt this is when they first start their conversation. That's just my opinion. I'm looking at this. This doesn't really make sense to me that they barely started talking on the 24th after they started dating on the 23rd and there was no really any communication prior to that. And, and going forward, we see that even though they're living in the same house, they, they, are, they use Messenger to communicate pretty frequently. Yeah. So it, it would be odd to me that there would be no communication before, before the 24th. Especially if you, I mean, let's look at that conversation history then, right? Let's dive into it. So it starts on the 24th. And just tell me how many messages they have on the 24th. Golly, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about nine, 15, about 10, 11, 14, 15. 12, yeah. Just on, just on the 24th. And then 25th, there's two, 27th, one, 28th, one, 29. 29th has one, two, three, three messages. And then the 30th, we got one on the 30th. One on the right, 30th, right. which is the day that she goes missing. Right. And he attempts to call her at 11.28 p.m. Okay, so the, the gist of their conversation history, though? The gist of their conversation history is, you know, what we would expect to see from two people in a relationship you know there's back and forth i love you what are you doing here's a joke i'm laughing check this out i noticed that she posted a laughing emoji face with a link to um it's like a meme and it's quote says i don't care if i'm late for work i wish they would fire me also me it's the stranger thing kids uh what's his name saying shit 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 and they're like flying down the road because <laughs> that tells you again she says on the 29th in the morning, this boy has me wet way too early. She's taking him to work. That's why she's up, and that's why she posts this. After she posted that, Sheldon responds and says, laugh my 
fucking ass off. Yeah, it's pretty on point at 8.30 a.m. on the 29th. So, like, they obviously were late to work. November 29th at 11.09 a.m., Brittany messages him and says, what time do you get out of work? They want to do an interview. Again, Brittany's own words, where she's at, what she's up to. And he calls her at 11.28, but she misses it. And then we don't have any other communication between him and her on Messenger until December 1st. We have one missed call from Sheldon on the 30th. Mm -hmm. What time? 11.28 p.m. So that's pretty late. That's certainly after the police have been there. That's certainly after he knows that, you know, his car has, has ended up on Fawn River Road. And he knows at this point that she wasn't with the car. So in my opinion, he's still trying to make contact, which is it fair to say that we think he's, I mean, would this be the actions of somebody who had just murdered somebody? Well, I'm not sure he'd be making a phone call if he had just murdered somebody. I'm not sure he'd be available to make a phone call just a couple hours later. I think it's more of a testimony of him still feeling eager about wanting to get his car back. Yeah. In order for him to get it, he's got to get it from her. Yes. Which is why he's calling. Because mm-hmm. they won't let it go. And in this moment, he's thinking, I'm not getting the car back until I, they hear from her because the law, uh, the, the officer already told me that. I need to talk to Brittany. And I okay. think it's a testament going forward here. We see he, he continues to reach out to Brittany. He continues mm-hmm. on December 1st at 11.29 a.m., on December 2nd at 12.42 p.m., and then on December 14th, we see him waving at her. And, and so that's a testament to him continuing to reach out to Brittany to try and make some kind of contact, to try and get a response from, him, from her. Yeah, he, he said I would send her thumbs up just to see if I can see that any, if, you know, if anybody read it or anything. So this makes sense. He's still trying to make contact. Then we get to July 8th. It's 10.54 p.m. and he calls her. Keep it, Keep in mind what's going on right now is he messed after, after Brittany not answering the call, after he attempts to call and there's no answer, he immediately responds by sending, sending a message by saying, who on Brittany's Facebook? Multiple question marks. Right, because he sees her her profile, her messenger active. Which honestly set a lot of people in a frenzy, right? Yeah. Because she's been missing from November 30th, and now we're in July of 2019, and her account turns active. Okay, now we know why this frenzy starts, but the dates don't seem to be adding up as we look in deeper into this. Ashley says when she does this download on July 9th, mm-hmm. she immediately got blown up because this is when she logs into and accesses accesses Brittany's account. Right. And this is and when she gets this log that we're looking at here. This yeah. this um, log of activity. That's when she gets right. this. Yes. So this says July 8th though. Correct. This is July 8th at 10.55, Okay. And he's asking who's on Brittany's account. So if Ashley says she wasn't on it until July 9th at 
54 p.m. when she downloaded this profile, who's on it on July 8th? And does more than one person have access to this account or is it just one person? When looking at Sheldon's messages between him and Brittany, knowing what we know, you know, obviously he's trying to seek out who's ever behind the account here. Would he call himself and then say to himself from Britney's, you know, from his own account to Britney's account, if he's in control of everything, would he be saying that to him? Like, it seems unlikely. I see a guy trying to figure out first where his car is at. The relationship was good. And then he's trying to find out afterwards as well. And he's kind of just grasping at straws. Next person I want to focus on is um, to kind of piggyback off of that last topic is piggyback off of that last topic is uh, Brittany's sister and a gentleman by the name of Matthew Joseph. So we'll start with Madison. Okay. So on July 8th, 2019 at 9.59 p.m., Madison says, who's on my sister's Facebook? This is just prior to Sheldon. Right, right. So Maddie sees it first. Right. So this is just prior to him noticing, making the call, and sending a message. That's the only interaction encounter between the two. And then we go to Matthew Joseph. So there's a message from Matthew Joseph beginning on July 8th, uh, 2019 at 10.02 p.m. Matthew Joseph says, hello. At 10.09, seven minutes later, he says, who is on this account? And two minutes after that, he says, this isn't a joke. You need to tell me who you are. And the messages end there. There's obviously no response. Reason, because we don't know who Matthew Joseph is, but I have, I have a strong suspicion that Matthew Joseph is really Matthew the PI at this point who is trying to help out and that's who this is but i mean it's kind of it's kind of neither here nor there who this is it's really more that the time Mm -hmm. and somebody else is noticing hey this account is all of a sudden active Right. So we see a you know, rapid fire between Sheldon on the eighth. We see Madison's first and then Sheldon and Matthew. Obviously someone's on it on the eighth that you know if it's not Ashley, since Ashley says she only logged in on the ninth, then who's on it on the eighth? Okay. We got a few more names we wanna dive into in the um next one I wanna go to is Jacob Harwell. We, if you recall, um, when we were discussing pokes, Jacob Harwell was somebody that Brittany had poked, I think, two or three times. Um, and so this mess, there's just one communication here. It's on December 1st at 3.57 p.m. And Jacob says, how are you, how are you going to poke me, but you can't message me back? Yeah, that to me stuck out just because, remember we are talking about the pokes, like, I, I, again, I don't know what those were, but it obviously, it seems like it, it, it initiated some sort of conversation, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it, happened, that it happened here. Maybe it's through texting, maybe it's through text now, maybe it's through something, but that poke obviously got his attention and he must have reached out and she doesn't respond. 
So I want to bring in next is an individual who we haven't really introduced to anyone yet. And his name is Josh. And he was somebody that was in some sort of relationship with Brittany at some point previous to her disappearance. And even in 2018, I believe. I don't think they were even together at that time. But I was told at one point he was a dealer for Brittany or that sometimes she would get some of her supplies from him. And, and I was told by Ashley and even Jessica that, that Brittany had attempted to make contact with Josh that night on the 30th. I don't know how that conversation goes, but I was told that, that Brittany attempted to make uh, contact with Josh multiple times to the point where the woman that Josh was with at that time became like irritated I believe or, or frustrated and Josh basically had to block Brittany because of how you know how frequent Brittany was calling I have some information that just from from the Facebook and stuff that Ashley had shared from phone call history on the on Brittany's boost apparently Christina and Jessica went down to boost and grabbed a call report and were able to provide that to the Facebook group that Jessica originally created and I do, I am able to confirm a number on there that it is Josh, but I don't see multiple calls. I see one call and the duration of that call, one minute. So that's, and, and, and the information that was provided didn't provide the time of the call. It's just, this is who they called and here's how long it was. So one thing Ashley told me when I was in Sturgis back in August of 2021, she said that Brittany had made contact with Josh, which she refers to as, I guess the street name is Dutchie. And um, I'm gonna share that with you guys right now. This takes place back in August during a drive between when Ashley's with me and we're driving to the store. This is when we first got there. We didn't have any clothes. We had to go get clean clothes and stuff. So Ashley's with me and we're driving to the store and she's telling me, the story about Dutchie. About three weeks ago, I re uh, restored one of my accounts. I screenshotted that shit. Two and a half years ago. Do you have it still? Yes, I, yeah. I just found him again, and I was actually looking at him last night with Kimmy, and, um, mm, so much shit just, like, came. It gives me kicks when I'm sober. It, it involves Dutchie, who admits to being with her that night, but has not told anybody. Dutchie is... Josh Vandervries. Okay. Take me to Josh and Brittany's messages. Okay, so... There are just two messages here, and they begin on December 9th. And Josh says, where are you at? At 11.50 p.m. And then there are no more messages until May 2nd at 9.05 p.m. when Josh says, I wish you were here. I miss you, Brittany. He says, I wish I were here, but I think he was saying, I wish you were I here. wish you were here. Yeah. And, and he ends it with a, a kiss emoji. And that's all of the communication between them. Well, obviously he's somebody that I'm attempting to make contact with and He's responded uh, and said he was willing, so it's something that hopefully, hopefully, will get done soon. So, 
Stand by. Where I want to go from there is Eric Shank, Brittany's husband. Eric's messages to Brittany begin on December 1st at 2.01 p.m. So this is the day after she's, she's uh, disappeared. And Eric says, why your boyfriend text me looking for you? Question mark, question mark. Wait a second. That's at December 1st at 2.01 p.m. Why your boyfriend texts me looking for you? So Sheldon really texted him on the 20, or I'm sorry, on the 30th. But Eric doesn't respond to Brit until the next day, until around 2 p.m. Okay. But there's no other conversations between them before, prior to this? But, well, that doesn't make sense because Ashley said, I mean, could, is it possible Brittany could have deleted her conversation history with Eric? I mean, I, I think you have to say that with any of these accounts. But if her and Eric had been trying to make things work and she's had this account since October 7th, this is the first time they speak on here? That's what it appears. I, mm. As we've seen, Brittany has communication with a lot of people through messenger and it seems like she often uses messenger to to communicate i don't i don't want to say it's her preferred method but it seems like it's it's one of her one of her off, often used yeah that and probably text now okay so what does he say after december 1st so December 8th, we, we go from the 1st to the 8th, and the 8th we know is when, when Greg reports her missing. And so Eric says, hey, uh, at 9.31 p.m. And then one minute later, he attempts to call her, and the call is missed. And then there's no communication until May 11th, 2019, at 5.26 p.m. when he sends her um, a sad face emoji. Okay. But there's nothing else. What? That stuff, like, afterwards, like, that doesn't seem weird to me at all. About He's like, hey, why is your boyfriend contacting me? Like, get your shit together, if that's what he's trying to say there. Um, him saying, hey, on December 8th, they've reported her missing, and at this point he knows things are escalating, right? So normal he missed a call from eric normal well, that's, all that's normal up there him having a, a moment in may 11th where he has a sad that's all we've seen dutchie do it we've seen sheldon do it we've seen why don't i see anything prior to this though that's what bothers me but well that doesn't make sense because ashley said i mean could is it possible Brittany could have deleted her conversation history with eric i mean i i think you have to say that with any of these accounts but if her and Eric had been trying to make things work, and she's had this account since October 7th, this is the first time they speak on here? Mm. Last one. We actually don't know who this is. We actually don't know who this individual is because when you download this profile, when you receive it, it as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
but when you have somebody who had an account that you had some sort of communication with and it's here to show the record of that conversation they can delete their Facebook but it would still show as we can see in Britney's profile history here with her messages that there's people who have titles as Facebook user they don't have their name note there no more because I would imagine that that profile is now deleted or deactivated or something to the effect where at the timing of downloading this profile that account was inactive most of them are forwards most of them are probably what seem like spam accounts but there was one that stuck out to me and on December 3rd 2018 11:42 p.m. this is three days after the fact before she goes miss before she's reported missing this person says to her what the fuck is wrong with you I'm really curious about that account and I don't know if that's possible for them to be able to identify that account from still you know from knowing the date and time in profiles that was communicated like that would be interesting and something that we can take to the sheriff's office but well facebook maintains that they are not able to gather information from user accounts that have been deleted so mm -hmm. that's their stance on that if this account is a deactivated account rather than deleted then i think perhaps it's possible but in either case, I think it's worth. Well, who says that? Right. You know, obviously, I think when I read that, I'm like, whoa, is this someone in their emotions and feelings after the fact? Just like. You know, I don't know that that just seems weird to me on December 3rd. 1142 p.m. What the fuck is wrong with you? and has what four exclamation points like seems a little personal mm -hmm. now i want to look at the names who are not on this conversation history in britney's conversation history that have obviously been names that have stuck out to us i would imagine that if this individual was in her car and she was with that person. Like she felt comfortable enough to take him to grandma's. Like I'm just, I guess I'm, I'm just, I'm assuming, and this is my opinion, but I would naturally think that she'd probably have been friends with them on Facebook or, or had some sort of connection to them. As for the individuals that say that they didn't know Brittany, but their names have been kind of thrown into this. I think that's also important to identify who's not in there. So we don't have Leonard Lefford who is apparently the guy that Jessica thought was on the voicemail. Eric Bohm is not in there. Joey Clipfell was a name that was thrown around as somebody who could have been involved, but he's not in there. Sodomic McWaters, Donald Hill, Don Hill, uh, Valerie Mettler and Kim. Cage throws, throws, their, throws their names out that they're not in there. Jeffrey Keesling, Chuck Allen, Chris Pontius, Polly Glide, Eric Glide. And the one that sticks out the most is Ashley. Now, most of these other individuals on this list between Bowman, Joey Clip, Phil, Jeffrey, Saudi, Don, Jess, or uh, Kimmy, Valerie, Chuck. I don't really expect those individuals to have conversations with Brittany because I've never heard her hanging around these individuals other than Polly, Ashley, possibly Chris, possibly because he's mentioned up being at Ashley's. But none of those other individuals have been people I've heard that she was hanging out with. 
Another one that sticks out is Jessica. Not in there. Now we know the status of their relationship, but we know that Ashley eventually gets into Jessica's account and finds the conversation history between her and Brittany. So why isn't Jessica's, Jessica's account conversation in her own? Well, the last time they spoke, I believe, was on October 30th when those voice memos were going back and forth. Could Brittany have deleted that conversation between her and her mom then and blocked her? Maybe. Very, very possible. But Ashley Marie, I don't get. And, and why don't we have that info? Now, Ashley is taking screenshots of her conversation with Brittany, and she's provided those. But, Sarah, I want the whole conversation. Like, why don't we see the whole conversation history from Brittany's account? Because as far as we understood it, they were very close, tight, and to the point where she almost moves in to Ashley's. But we don't have your conversation history? Something, like I said, just something just doesn't sit right with that. And again, yeah, is, two people who, who seem to utilize Facebook quite a bit, there's no conversation history. Ashley provided me with some screenshots of her conversation history with Brittany from Facebook. So I know we should see Ashley and Brittany's conversation here. Why we don't, I don't know. And we'll dive into more of that, inf you know, conversation between Ashley and Brittany in a different episode. But I'm curious as to why on Brittany's Facebook, why is it not, why is it not there? Because you were, you guys were close, you were friends, you were just selling her dope, you were providing her dope a couple days before this, like a few days before this, like why, like, I don't know, something just doesn't seem to fit. Oh, I, I think I'd like to add, Ashley Maria's continued to hold that position of, she has the whole conversation between her and Britt, the whole thing. Usually, you would think if you're going to give the messages over, it's it's all of them. It's not. Yeah, and you know how suspicious that's going to look. Like, why wouldn't you provide that stuff? Like, you're giving everybody else's information. You're giving Jessica's. You're giving me Brittany's. You've given me Kimmy's stuff on accident. You've given me, like, why won't you give me the full conversation to you and Brittany? Why is it just the screenshots of November 20th and forward? Because we know that there's some things that she's going through on the 18th. If you recall, I said this is a mood changer for her. This is something's going on. And, and when then, you say she was going through things on the 18th, you mean Brittany? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, let's go to. Let's. We're done with our messages. Let's go to Brittany's search history. So this would be Sarah. Anybody? Any subject? Anything she put in that search bar and she searched up, like, it doesn't have to necessarily be a profile, right? Right. It could be song okay. lyrics. It could be a phrase. It could be, you know, a celebrity. It could be a, a group she's looking for. The first time we see her search anything is on October 20th at 4.44 p.m. 2018. And she's looking for basically a song, I think, to dedicate to Cage because they're broken up by the way that she, what she searches and it's dedicated to my ex rap and it's like a rap category maybe. But what's interesting and what stuck out to me is this is on October 20th and then she does, she apparently doesn't do another search until November 6th. And then there's not another one until November 16th. 
and then you kind of see what it seems like what Nat what what normally Brittany would how often she would use her phone or how often she would be searching stuff because it's really around the 16th that we start seeing her actively use the search category in her Facebook. So when there's a pattern of things missing, whether it's Facebook message comments, post conversation history, this kind of stuck out to me because she's almost pushing, you know, she's getting closer and closer to a month of not searching anything. That just doesn't seem right. So from October 20th to November 6th, she never searches another thing. November 16th rolls around. So on November 16th at 5.08 a.m., Brittany searches herself. She searches Brittany Keltner. So that's at 5.08 a.m. And then a couple hours, three hours later, she searches Brittany Nicole Wallace. Right after, she searches Brittany Wallace. And then immediately after, Brittany Nicole Wallace again, Brittany Nicole Wallace, Brittany Keltner, Brittany Wallace... Those are all she within just two herself, minutes. Just back to back. Back to okay. back. She searches Josh Vandervries. On November 16th at 10.09 p.m., she searches for Eric. And On the 16th? On, this is on the 16th at 10.09 p.m. Okay. 17th, 18th, she searches Josh that we mentioned previously. Um, and then... On November 18th, at 10.24 p.m., she searches Ashley Marie. In the same minute, she searches for Eric again. And then, hey, this is that time frame. Right. This is that, that time frame. Okay, continue. About 40 minutes later, she searches girl fights. Oh. So I don't know if that's videos or... What? On YouTube? Oh, I'm sorry, on, on Facebook? On Facebook, right. Okay. Yeah. So so that's on the 18th at 10.24 p.m. that she searches Ashley, Eric, and then girl fights at 11.11. 11. Like I said, on that night, Britt seems to be in, in, some, in, in a mood because of something going on that we're not aware of. We skip forward to the morning of November... 19th at 3.22 a.m. She begins searching herself again in quick succession. And she searches all the names for herself that she searched before. Brittany Shank, Brittany Shank Wallace, Brittany Wallace. Mm -hmm. She does that all again. And then at 7.19 a.m. she searches Eric again. Okay. So just an hour, two hours later, she searches for Brenda, Brenda Fox. And then a minute later at 9.31 a.m. on November 19th, she searches John Fox. She goes on to search at 11.53 a.m. on November 19th. She searches Ashley. Okay. There's some random searches for videos and whatnot and then november 20th at 6 56 p.m she searches how you know you're with a narcissist she searches this on the 20th at 6 56 p.m and at 7 45 p.m she searches okay. the same thing the next day november 21st at 7 17 p.m 
So, when did she say, I've been with someone for the last two years, and when was that comment? Shortly after her first... I'm not going to go as far as putting a name out there, but you say you're with somebody that you're been with for the last two years, and you find out they're a narcissist, like... Like I said, something happened on the 18th, it seem, 18th, it seems like, and then it's starting to bug her. Yeah, it seems like that whatever happened on the 18th was a catalyst for several things mm-hmm. that happened after that. Right. We go on to the 22nd. She searches for her dad. Is Thanksgiving? Yeah, this is on Thanksgiving. And I think we, we see that she uploads some pictures of him um, with mm-hmm. her on Thanksgiving Day. Um then November 23rd at 1.48 a.m., Brittany searches herself again. She searches Brittany Wallace. There's nothing sure. until the 27th when she searches for Sheldon Ashbrook at 7.39 a.m. Hmm. So we have, nothing between, we have nothing between the 23rd until the 27th at 7.39 a.m. First, and then she's looking up Sheldon. The next is on the 28th. Oh, at 9.17 p.m., she searches him. On the 29th, at 7.04 a.m., she searches him. On November 29th, again, at 8.43 p.m., she searches him. So between the 27th and the 29th, the only person she looks up is Sheldon? I suppose this may be how she gets to his profile to message him, to send him a message. Thinking the same thing. I mean, that's an easy way to... If in, You know, why wouldn't she have Messenger? I don't know. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't. Who knows? But I see what you're saying. Like, it's an easy way to go to message somebody when I'm trying to make contact. Yeah. So then this brings us to the 30th, 5.05 a.m. She searches for Ashley. Next time on Hide and Seek. Now, it's important to remember this IP address because we have sat, and and it'll be good for the listeners to know this, but we do not have any kind of professional degree or experience or training in this. Are going to act like we know what we're talking about when it comes to the IP addresses? What we did do is call in someone who was a professional looking at this. What Brittany was using, the phone she was using at the time of her disappearance was an Android 8. And after going through this very thoroughly over multiple hours, I had asked him, walking away from this analysis, is the person on the seventh the same person on the ninth? Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hide and Seek. If you'd like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community, come interact with us. Share your thoughts, opinions, and theories in the Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group. Find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook.
The Hide and Seek podcast is hosted, produced, audio engineered, and directed by James Basinger. Written, edited, and produced by Sarah Joe. Director of Photography and Editing is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson. <laughs>